You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This is episode 114 of the Wisdom by Wessa show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Mike Donnell. I'm Casey Wilbanks Coletti. And this is Sofia Aguila. Welcome to Wisdom by Wessa on the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This podcast is brought to you by the Western and English Sales Association, WESA, which provides the world's largest trade events for retailers, manufacturers, and sales representatives of the equestrian industry. In this podcast, we feature exclusive interviews with noteworthy Western and English personalities, retailers, and exhibitors who you've always wanted to talk to. Don't miss out on all the news for manufacturers and retailers in the equine industry. The August directory was just mailed out. Sophia is here. And what could retailers find in that directory? Yes, that's a big project that we just completed. So we are super excited for retailers to receive their copy. And the front pages of that directory include info about the buyer services and the many complimentary offers that we have on site. Um, Then also the shuttle and hotel information all of our events and just a lot more that's very useful when you are on site. And then followed by that information, we have several ads for inspiration and then the exhibitor and product listings, including a list of um, products by category. Some retailers have said in the past that that's really helpful. And then finally, we have printed um, all maps of floors with WESA members. What if a retailer that's listening today didn't by chance receive a directory by mail? So the directory is mailed to our recent retailers. So a retailer that hasn't attended in a little bit or is new to the Westside Trade Show can reach out to Amy at adil at westsidetradeshow.com or really any of the staff members and then we will mail a copy Otherwise, we can also send out a link of um, a digital link to the whole directory via email. So just let us know whichever option you prefer and we'll be happy to help. Is there an alternative to the directory? Yes, there is. So attendees and exhibitors can also download the Westside Trade Show app. Some of the benefits of having that app on hand are, for example, that you can easily search for a brand, an exhibitor, or a product line, and you can zoom in on floor plans. That helps to not get lost around the trade show floor, and also getting an overview of everything that's new to that August Westside Trade Show. And you can download the app in the Apple and Android stores. In 1875, at the request of a cowboy on a cattle drive, Kansas shoemaker C.H. Heyer made the first high-quality boot, which he called the cowboy boot. From that point on, C.H. and his brother Ed built the Heyer Boot Company into a leading brand worn by cowboys, celebrities, and movie stars. In the 1970s, the company fell on hard times. The brand was sold and the company closed. Several years ago, Zach Lawless, C.H. Hire's great-great-grandson decided to bring back Hire Boots. He joins us today to tell us the story of how he and his grandmother regained the brand and their reintroduction of Hire Boots this summer. Zach Lawless, thanks so much 
for taking some time to join us here on the Wisdom by Wessa show. Hey, thank you for having me. Excited to be on. I was thinking after we had talked, we have covered and talked to a people from a lot of family businesses, but your show and your story is truly unique. We talk to people in the business is still kind of ongoing. Your great, great grandfather got the higher boot company started a long, long time ago. And then in the seventies, something happened and there wasn't a higher boot company. There was a brand and then you came down decades later and decided to redo and rebring the brand back. Tell us that story, will you? I think it's a very, it's a fascinating story and I think our listeners would like to hear part of it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to start all the way from the beginning, I know you touched on it, but my great, great grandfather, so two greats, started Higher Boot Company in 1875 and he's accredited with inventing the cowboy boot which is a pretty cool piece of Western history, but also a very cool piece of my family's history. The weird part about that is, though, that I didn't know anything about it growing up. You see, because in the 1970s, after almost running that business for 100 years, my family lost uh, higher boots to the bank. And with it, we, we kind of lost everything we had. And so what was left was really a sense of, a sense of something that was lost or sense of failure. And so my grandfather was the last CEO And we kind of blocked it out. We didn't talk about it very much. But about four years ago, he passed away. And I was, we were moving my grandmother into uh, a retirement home. And I opened up a box in the basement that was full of old higher memorabilia. And I started looking through it. And I I had heard my grandmother say things like we invented the cowboy boot, you know, but you kind of just, you think they're kind of crazy things when your grandmother says it. It's like, yeah, and da- dad invented the internet, you know? <laughs> you, it's not it's not something that you, you, you think about too much. Um, but here in front of me at, the, at that time, there was this box that was backing up everything that my grandmother had said and everything that I'd kind of taken for granted while she was saying it. And in that box was a list of all the old legends of the West that wore higher boots, you know, everyone from outlaws like Billy the Kid and Jesse James to presidents like Teddy Roosevelt and Helen Coolidge, rodeo athletes like Larry Mahan, and musicians like Loretta Lynn. It was, it was really the legends of the West. And so I got so excited. I ran up and started talking to my grandmother and she started telling me a whole bunch of stories. I got really excited about it and, and uh, decided that I was going to do whatever it takes to, to get that trademark back into the family. Well, and it wasn't easy. The brand had been moved from company to company to company, and you had a Wednesday morning ritual that I think our listeners want to hear about. Yeah, no, it's funny because I left that conversation with my grandmother, and my fiance, Alicia, and I were driving home, and I told her, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to get that trademark back into the family as a Christmas present for, for my grandmother. And this was at Thanksgiving. So I had a very, very much so underestimated how difficult it was going to be to get a trademark back. And so when I got home, I actually tracked that trademark down to Berkshire Hathaway because uh, it traded a number of times until it was bought by a company that got bought by Berkshire Hathaway. And and I called Berkshire Hathaway and they weren't as interested in, in uh, parting ways with the trademark. So I was persistent. The Wednesday ritual you're referring to is that every Wednesday at 11 o'clock, I'd spend an hour straight just calling anyone I could over at, at, at the, their office until uh, after about 18 months of doing so, I, I bugged them enough that they dropped the trademark and, and that gave me the opportunity to relaunch higher boots. 
Well, I mean, I think that's really, hey, it's a, it's a tribute to your persistence and your dream. And I'm certain that your grandmother is tickled pink. But then you had to put together, you came out of the finance industry. You didn't come out of the Western industry or the boot industry. You came out of the finance industry, but I think maybe that's what gave you the perspective as how to restart and reorganize this legendary brand into making it a business. Yeah, correct. I started another business in 2017, so I was pretty well versed on kind of how to how to run a business where we're kind of like I said I had one rep kind of under my belt on on starting something and I came from the finance side before which I'd been able to see a number of different businesses and how they they operated so what this this whole journey truly just started is trying to get a gift back for my grandmother and get something back into the family that felt like it, it wasn't right to be somewhere else especially somewhere else not being used and so I, at first I don't think I ever really imagined restarting the company but after 18 months of calling you know you get some get some crazy ideas and by the time I got it back I realized there's a, a good market opportunity and I thought we could do something really cool with it. Well, and of course now so if we we go from 19 the 1970s to today the higher name clearly resonates with a lot of people and it stands for quality it stands for history but my guess is that you're going to be doing business a little bit differently than your great-grandfather and your grandfather did to be able to compete uh, in today's market yeah correct i mean higher boots was always a really innovative company so i think that there's a lot of things that we can take from what they did and continue to innovate going forward um I think one of the most interesting things about higher boots is that we're, we're famous for having invented a cowboy boot. But I think that our best invention was that we were either the first or one of the very first to do a mail order catalog for footwear, where back in the day, there wasn't size sixes, size seven, size eight. Um, so everything was custom made. But what my great, great grandfather did was he allowed you to trace your foot on a piece of paper and send it in and we would make you a boot. And that allowed us to go from being a local cobbler off the Santa Fe trail that was catching all the long haul cattle drives to a national and even global uh, cobbler, which allowed us to become really the largest footwear manufacturer in the United States from about the 1890s to 1920s. And so a lot has changed about the industry. A lot has changed about how things operate, but I think that guiding principle of innovation and listening to your customer and building a quality product uh, are things that that we're trying that we're resurrecting from the original higher brand and and are still kind of the core values of our business today. So we come to the summer of 2023, uh, a time that I'm sure you've dreamed about and had nightmares about. Talk to us <laughs> about the launch now and what you have in mind and how you're going to market uh, for the new old higher boot company. Yeah, for sure. So um, we've been working on relaunching Higher Boots for a little over a year now. Um, it really started to come into fruition in, in May of last year, uh, end of May, early June. And we launched our boots officially at the National High School Rodeo Finals last week in Gillette, Wyoming. It was a great moment. It was the first time in over 50 years that somebody had worn a pair of new Higher Boots. So that was a pretty surreal moment. My my grandmother was was very excited to see it, as I'm sure you can imagine. And yeah, so we're going to be rolling out here over the next few months. We have three test retailers coming on board next week, uh, which will be the last week of July. And then we will have in August, we'll start our rollout 
to close to 200 retailers nationwide. Of the two of us, Casey has the design and fashion sense. She still competes. She's a pro rodeo athlete. So I want her to jump in here a bit and talk about what she sees and what she wants to know to talk to our retailers about higher boot. Well, and I'm the sensitive one here, I think. I have the chills, and this story kind of makes me want to cry. Mike kind of giggled at me. I said that before we started the interview. But I think the reason I say that, I'm kind of an old soul, and I have roots just planted really deep in the Western industry. And when I hear your story, I mean, obviously, you were persistent, as Mike mentioned. But the passion behind it is what it's, it's what we need to keep this industry going, right? I think we've mm-hmm. lost a lot of that generational passion and our roots and things. And so I see more than you just resurrecting this boot company. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I talk about it all the time and that I've been really surprised with how much the story has resonated with everyone. You know, when you're, when you're close to it and, and you're calling every Wednesday, uh, I started to think I was a little crazy that no one else would really care for a while, but, but I just kept going. And, and now to see how much the story resonates with everyone has, has been really exciting. And I think that inside the Western industry and in the Western way of life, it resonates really uniquely because I mean, being Western about is about being persistent. It's about, it's about family. It's about all the things that kind of the higher story touches on, you know, and it's whether yes. you come from a family that's been ranching and farming for generations and passing that down or, you're a first generation rancher or farmer and you, you had to fight to get here. You know, that story of perseverance, I think is, is, yeah. uh, is unique to the Western industry in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, and the morals that come with it and the cowboy code, like, I can't wait to share this story with my dad. He's an old time cowboy with those very, very old mindset and values and, and loyalty. And, um, I just think it's so cool. Obviously I feel like the story, um, will touch a, a lot of new customers, but, I'm interested to know if you've had anybody reach out to you, say like those older cowboys that are like, oh my gosh, you know, higher boots is coming back. The original cowboy boot. Oh my gosh. More than you could ever imagine. It's been, that's been the coolest part. So we launched at NFR or we first announced they were coming back at NFR last year. We had a small little booth there. And the amount of people that walked up and told me that they, their dad rode in hires or that their hires are retired at some cowboy hall of fame across America. It was just, it was really crazy. We had a, we had a pretty legendary boot for rust stock riders called the higher elite. It was really interesting to see how much that, that what kind of legacy that boot had left behind, you know, Chad Berger came up and showed me pictures of his higher elites that were in the, the cowboy hall of fame. And, and uh, we had somebody we had somebody come up to us and tell us that they they buried their father in a pair of higher elites. I mean, oh. just crazy stories. It's been it's been really yeah. cool to see. Just to bring back that old feel. So, just talking about your marketing efforts moving forward, I think it's it's obvious where we've moved in marketing. It's 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 social media and it's technology and all these things. But are you? I'm. It's kind of a, I think an obvious question. Going to incorporate this this old these old stories with your your new marketing efforts. I mean, you just hit how I I voice our marketing to our entire team is that it's old meets new. I think that our marketing from a visual perspective almost needs to feel, uh, feel nostalgic. I like to say that it's kind of shot on film, but of contemporary content. And when you're looking at it, you don't know if it's whether, whether it's old versus new. Um, but you, but you kind of, you get that level of intrigue trying to almost figure it out. And so, um, the, the ethos of what we're trying to, the feeling that we're trying to bring to the customers are old meets new. 
Sure. Well, before we have to let you go, tell us a little bit about the actual boots. Um, you have men's and women's boots. Um, maybe just um, the quality and just any interesting, you know, qualities that you want to tell us about the boots and where you're moving forward with them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we talked about it earlier where hire has a lasting legacy around quality and I knew in that bringing this back, we had to believe we had to build what I believe was the best boot in the market. And that's exactly what we did. So as you mentioned, we have men's and women's right now, we have 21 styles. They're really geared towards, uh, towards working cowboys, cowgirls. They're, they're quality made durable boots. They're meant to last. They're meant to be boots you can count on. So everything, all leather construction throughout the entire boot, wax impregnated outsoles that, that should last about 50% longer than your untreated leather outsoles. It's leather finished throughout, but we do have a orthotic insert. Um, and inside, but if you want to pull that orthotic insert out, you can get that all leather. It's a little bit longer of a break in, but it, I'm, I'm a big fan of the all leather on the inside. If you want to leave that orthotic in, it is leather topped, which I think might be the only one in the industry that I even know about. So you do still get kind of that leather feel on the, on the bottom of your foot as well too. But I mean, we, we didn't, we cut no corners all the way down to the piping of our boots. You know, the, a lot of times you see even some of the better made boots in the industry, they'll have plastic piping that starts to crack over a period of time. But we use leather piping all the way on our boots, leather heel stacks, and and really put the attention to every little detail to, to make sure that we're building, the, I believe, the highest quality product we in the market. Nothing says higher quality than going to your website, higherboots.com, opening to the front page of none other than Richmond Champion on a bucking horse. Yeah, exactly. Richie's <laughs> got my, fa- my favorite quote so far about the boots. He's got a pair of the the green Culver's and I think he won his first time out in them. I can't remember where he was at, but uh, he posted on social media said green for the money, gold for the buckles. And that is my, that's my favorite quote about the boot so far. Awesome. Love Richie. Mike, yeah. you're going to have to get you a pair of higher boots. <laughs> I want, I got a, 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 something I want to chat about because with your background in the finance world and startups and working with them, you obviously sensed the fact that you didn't grow up in this business. And if this company was going to succeed, <clears throat> it needed the experience and the brain power of people who knew the market well. And you and I talked yesterday a little bit about some of the some of the people you brought in to run this company on a day-to-day basis. And I wonder if you can share some of that with us. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely sensed that I was coming from outside of it and I needed support. I knew also that no one's ever going to care about higher boots as much as I do. So from a day-to-day perspective, I'm still in the business. I'm still leading it. Um, I'm not just kind of getting the finance and getting in place. The, the family's here. I tell people all the time that I put my own personal phone number on the line sheets we give to the retailers, that my family is my brand and we, we want to be the brand that you can trust. But as far as uh, next steps after we, we brought it back, yeah, the first thing I went to get, do was to go find the right expertise to make sure we could bring it back the right way. And so I actually got put in touch with a guy by the name of Louis Russo, who was Wrangler MVP at Justin Boots. He's been in the Western industry for, I think, almost 50 years now. He was retired, actually worked for Huey as well, too. And he, he just recently retired. I got on a call with him and he was telling me how much he likes golfing all the time. And I started telling him a little bit about what we're doing. He decided to come out of retirement to help me relaunch higher boots. So he's now over with us as well. We brought in a head of sales from Lucchese, who's Clark Perkins, who's also worked for Chippewa, Justin Brands as well too. Brought in Rachel Clark, who's a Western Wear Designer of the Year, I believe in 2021 or 2022. 
brought in uh, Lisa Smith, who has a really storied history within the cowboy boot industry as well, too. Brought in marketing people from inside the industry as well, too. A lady by the name of Kari Rice. In total, we have about 12 full-time employees already. Pretty much everyone has, has spent their entire career in the Western industry. I, th- I say, tell people all the time, really what unites our team more than anything is just a love and a passion for the Western way of life. And then we have about nine sales reps as well, too. So there's about 21 people involved in the process of resurrecting higher boots. And uh, we've got a wealth of knowledge within the industry. And I think also a desire to figure out where we can innovate and bring, uh, bring uh, a, a fresh perspective as well. Well, I mean, I think and you're going to uh, rely on the expertise of all those people. Now, you mentioned you're set to do a rollout <clears throat> with a fair number of retailers. But as we mentioned, there are retailers who listen to the show. And if they're not one of those first ones who were involved in the rollout, but they want to carry higher boots, how do they get about being considered? Yeah, so there's a link on our website to, to contact us, but it's just hello at higherboots.com. I tell people all the time, too, if you want to get in touch. You can reach out to me, Zach, at HireBoots.com. We'd love to get you set up with an account. The best way to do it is to either contact us through the phone number on the website or through either of the emails I just shared with you. Okay. Hey, listen, it's a great story. It's a great family story. It's a great Western story. Uh, It's a great Western footwear story. And we're right on the precipice of this taking off uh, beginning next month. And so uh, we wish you the best of luck. We're glad that Higher Boots has uh, a relationship with Wessa obviously. And we're going to look forward to following how, uh, how you proceed in the future. Yeah, for sure. We uh, we love our relationship with Wessa. We're up on the 15th floor, so if there are any retailers that will be at the event, come up and check us out. We're right by the, the escalators on the 15th floor, and uh, we'd love to chat with anyone. But otherwise, Mike, I really appreciate it. Casey, it was great to meet you and chat with you. appreciate you guys all having me on. It was it was great to good chat. Well, thanks so much for spending the time with us, and good luck. Thank you so much. The show notes and links from today's show can be found on the website, wisdombywessa.com. And if you have feedback, we'd like to hear it. There's a contact link on that site. The Wisdom by Wessa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players, and you can also listen on wisdombywessa.com. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Wessa, where the industry meets.